Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured or edge routed bodies for bolt on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre setups and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. This isn't a new experience doing it from a remote location for, uh, I think it might be my first time doing a remote show. Maybe second. 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 I think first time you, this happened, we were talking to Willie. Uh, most might be. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I guess most of your guests are remote. Do you ever have people in your studio? Once. Uh, no, yeah. We've, Technically, we've that was to... remote, too, because we went to them. Yeah. We went to their spot. <laughs> okay. We tried to have other people come to our studio, but it hasn't worked out. Uh, but yeah, I think this is actually my third time doing remote. And so anyway, Anyhow. my name is uh, all downhill from here, Al. <laughs> uh, That's sitting uh, not with me in a switcheroonie here today is uh, catching some me time, Casper. Nice. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, continuing that self-healing direction, we have Discovering New Directions, David Mathis from Gallagher Guitars. There you go, Discovering New Directions. I'm writing that one down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it will come with a royalty uh, attached. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Send us money. <laughs> oh, man. Like that. That's that's the best ever get for getting a royalty attachment to their names now. Okay, yeah. Well, I I, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here's your fourth nickname and the money you owe us for it. Um, (laughs) We're we're basically a utility company at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be doing a show again after last week's absence. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, I hope the vibe is still the same, even though we're, uh, we're recording in three separate locations, which is a whole new, whole new thing. Uh, you know what I am excited about though, Casper? Mm. I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> you know, that doesn't actually surprise me one bit. Yeah, I didn't think it would. <laughs> Barely get you to keep your pants on when you're here. <laughs> <laughs> a poorly trained ape, man. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't need these civilized entrapments keeping me down. 
That's awesome, man. <laughs> See, now you're going to be like, hey, look, oh, I got my, my neck is sore. I, th- I think we should do another remote show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this neck injury. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I see how it is. <laughs> I just, you know, it's important to note first miles, first time milestones on the show, and I. That's good. Thank you for actually bringing it up. It's really, yeah. it's really nice yeah. to know that you're, you're welcome. that you're free. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm free in spirit. If you want to see anything, that's gonna cost you <laughs> wow that's a whole new that is a first i think for the show discovering new directions is it i'm not gonna go down that road actually <laughs> yeah i don't think pimpery is a word i can no. <laughs> uh anyway let's uh Let's get off. The, I mean, I do, you know, I could use some secondary income. So mm. I guess maybe it is time to sign up for that OnlyFans account and get myself out there in the world. Um, <laughs> and on that, that beautiful, beautiful note, what, yes. what, are, what are we, what are, let's, let's get into it. You know, let's, let's show tradition. What, what else, let's, let's fire into it. Casper Dasper, mm. what have you been up to, guitar and or music related? This, uh, well, let's go this past couple weeks it's been a couple weeks yeah. you know what it's funny because i think the last show we recorded was like two or th- two days after so it was like sheldon and then mike really quickly after that uh, and now it's actually and so we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about but um and i don't have a ton to talk about but i i did actually receive uh a pedal in the mail from mike at uncle amplification um i got one of his blues breaker pedals it's kind of a i mean a, the blues breaker is a classic tone classic pedal but, um, you know, I, my thought on that was who better, um, to build me one than Mike. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got this thing in the mail. I haven't even plugged it in yet. It arrived. I got home from work last night and, uh, it was on the kitchen table. So, uh, I haven't even had a chance to plug it in and I'm really stoked. I'm going to do that after the show today. Um, yeah. yeah. And he sent a, he sent a class D amplifier along with that. Yes, he did. It's very cool as well. And, uh. Yeah, now that's got my brain going like, oh, man, I could just go and get a speaker cab and use it for my bass or, like, it, it, all it has to have. And I, it, it literally has a guitar in or, like, a signal in line from an instrument cable and then a speaker cable out, and that's it. Yeah, pretty pretty tidy little unit. I, I mean, we were gushing about them when we had them on the show. Yeah, totally. Gushing, I think. It came about that you and I were both gushing to Mike about them <laughs> in our <laughs> private chats with him. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I'm kind of thinking about this. I'm kind of thinking about this in terms of he was a guest, and is that kind of like setting the bar for guests, you know, how they need to reciprocate? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. I'm just learning the I'm just learning the ground rules. We look forward to seeing a guitar in the mail. Well, actually two. No. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not is the answer to that question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I want to be very clear. <laughs> Yeah, no, Casper's right. We've um, we have been very fortunate, and, and yeah. we're always super, sure. unbelievably stoked and grateful. 
when people send us yeah. stuff, but it's never a prerequisite being on the show. I don't. <laughs> we've never asked anybody for that. No. There have been uh, uh, like just to be straight up honest with people, and I think we've been honest when this happened, but we have done a couple of like, you know, swapperoonies for ad time and stuff for, sure. for sponsor episodes. That kind sure. of thing, but, yeah. Right. Right. Well, and, um, and I th- and I think in that regard, um, it's not about the, it's not about the money, you know. It's not about you know getting money and stuff for us. Like we don't want to be paid. F- well, not that we don't want to be paid, but um, we we don't expect to be paid for stuff. But if there's a fair market value for someone else, and if you if sure. you know a, a builder has a, a their wares that they feel it's it's a it's a, a fair and even trade. Um, for us sure. to, you know, chat about them on a regular basis and, and that kind of thing, right. uh, you know, it, this, it's all circumstance. It's always comes down to the specific circumstance right. and, right. and, yep. and, and if somebody wanted to chat us up about that, then great. Um, you know, we were definitely open to those kind of conversations, but it's not yeah. Yeah, by no means a right. prerequisite. Yeah. Because you I mean, just love it. You, you love it so much anyway. I mean, you don't need any kind of reimbursement or anything. <laughs> well, yeah. It is, it is a labor of love. I mm. mean, that is, I know that is what yeah. we're doing, but uh, I mean, essentially yeah, every time me. we have a guest on it's it's, a, it's an hour and a half advertisement for them anyway. So yeah. Think, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, well, we don't want to be that. <clears throat> I know of other podcasts that, uh, and, and this isn't to, to slap anybody down. This is just, everybody has their own modus operandi. Um, I do know of other guitar podcasts that, uh, you know, charge fees for appearances on their show or to talk about their, you know, if, if you want them to talk about your gear on the podcast, they charge for that. Um, that's just not how we operate. Right. And I mean, you know, when you're first, when we were first starting out, I don't know how we could have possibly justified that anyway, because you're still building an audience then you're not, yeah. yeah. It's not like they come with one. <laughs> yes, uh, we would like a hundred dollars to appear on our podcast for our six well, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really, I really didn't mean to take it that turn away from Casper talking about no, 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 totally fine. I think it's, that's kind of how you guys do it. You just never know what, where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> actually it's actually odd because right now we are planning we're something good. we're doing really well but we actually are planning episodes in advance now leading up to something else that we're appearing on so like we're ah. we're getting ready for the victoria guitar show uh coming up in april and so we're planning to have builders from the show on the show nice. like on this our builder from that guitar show come on to our right. show so that we can have like a bunch of content leading up to the victoria guitar show and then al and i are actually going um, nice. to, to go and attend and be on site. And I think we're going right. to record some stuff while we're there. So, Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm going to bring my, get my uh, smartphone gimbal and do some, some video stuff and we'll maybe crack up, uh, some Instagram content that way, or maybe a YouTube channel or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, that yeah, will be fun. Ha, ha, Have you been before? Uh, it's the first time this is an inaugural, this is the inaugural show. Inaugural event. Okay. Yeah. The inaugural. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, to be straight up, I have never actually been to a just dedicated guitar show. Really? I mean, yeah. I, I can't say that I have either, but that surprises me. Well, I mean, you know, when you think about uh, where I came from, there were. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a lot of guitar really... shows get organized in northern Alberta. 
It's true. <laughs> there might have been one in Edmonton that I didn't know about, but um, <clears throat> just any guitar show that happened was usually, uh, if I even was aware of it, it was usually like a pretty good trek to get to it. So, um, well, they usually hold uh, them in places that are like nice to visit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually a dig, and you took it. You're like, yep, you're right. <laughs> I know where I come from, man. <laughs> you want to come schlock your amazing-looking guitars in this uh, really dirty oil field town? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No? no. Oh, sh- shucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... so. That'll be exciting. Anyway, so what? Come on, Casper. What's what are you been up to? That, that, that was it, man. We got a couple new pedals. Um, had a chance to really play the Ancient Echoes a lot um, from uh, yeah, Wonderful I'm Audio. Yeah, I'm jealous oh, of that. Man, I'm I'm remiss to say that it's it's contending for the prime spot in reverb on my board, and I have a Doctor Scientist atmosphere. <laughs> I can't say how awesome that pedal is. Oh. It's so good, and I know you haven't had a chance to play it yet. So, um, yeah. Well, I did do uh, I did do a lot of research on the thing before mm. we had uh, had him on the show, and I mean, I have, a, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm getting into. And it, yeah. it was one of those things where it was like, I want one of those before I've even played it. Pedals. Yeah, I've now played it, and I want one twice as bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph makes a pretty cool pedal. Definitely. Um, what else? I think that's it. Oh, I, I did a thing. I didn't mount them, but I hung my P90s in my SG, and it makes me want to mount them, but I don't have the pickguard yet to center with them in the in the, the cavity holes, so I'm, eh, I'm not. Just use some packing tape. <laughs> yeah, that's how the bros do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I actually thought, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably right, probably true. Um, I actually thought about um, just buying like a five dollar off of eBay or whatever, like off of Amazon P nineties pick card for that thing, just to align it on the on the deck and mount the P nineties. So then I can wire it and plug it in, and I can play it because I haven't been able to play my guitar in more than a month and a half, I think, since I took it apart. I, I, you did take oh. it apart, kind of extra in advance, but I, you did have to route the, the cavity. Yeah, and I was really nervous about that, um, which I didn't actually end up having to be because it went really well. So, yeah, yeah. no, nah, you know, you should, you're probably best to just wait till the Indra pick card shows up. And, I know. And, Come on, know. just so I, I'm so excited to get it. It it looks so good. Oh, the artwork is out of this world. I'm just so excited about it. Mm. And we were, and we he replaced the um, the back cavity, that plastic black cavity cover on those SGs is like it almost feels like Bakelite, like it's it feels really junky. And I was yeah, yours yours is uh, a lot different than us. Uh, I mean, I don't know what this. Yeah, I don't think the standards have ever come with what yours had. It's it, like and, uh, yours is <clears throat> it's that textured stuff. Well, yeah, and it's it's to look like Tolex, but it's not. It's like the cheapest piece of plastic cover I've ever. As soon as I was like, wait a minute, why am I, when I took the guitar apart and had to take that cover off to pull the PCB board and everything out for the, for the controls, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get Richard to make this too. Cause this thing is horrendous. And so he was like, oh yeah, no problem. You know, he is, he was just like awesome and sent me off some artwork. Uh, it, it was just out of this world. So I was like, yep, dude, send it full send. 
He's like, okay, I'll send you pictures when it's ready. And I haven't got any oh. pictures yet. So I'm just <laughs> sitting here twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> hard, hard to wait. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. And I, like, this has been a, uh, kind of a dream axe for me, actually. I've been hunting uh, down this P90SG for a while and uh, decided to say to heck with it and and just bought a, a 2017 model with humbuckers, a special faded. And now I'm just modifying it to be what I want. So, yeah, I am looking forward to it. The pickups from Sonic are smashing, absolutely smashing. Everything is just like almost, it almost feels like if there was a, like heavy duty version of something, Mike builds the super duty version, like mm. the, the biggest, like oh. it's, they're so hardy. Like, and all the cabling is like properly m- like mounted on like cable clips and everything. It was just like really impressive. Cause, uh, you know, you didn't, you don't really have to do that, but he goes that extra, extra mile. Yeah. So really, really impressed with those. And I just can't wait to play the guitar. I do have to say one thing about the Gibson stuff when I pulled it out. It took me five minutes, like five minutes to take the guard off, unplug everything off the PCB and pull the wires out. It was quick, easy, no soldering, no. And that was convenient. Mm. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty convenient. But I mean, that's why it's so cost saving for them to do it that way on those lower end models. Right. So I'll give them that. And the guitar sounded great with that. Even with that, you know, less than classic <laughs> type of wiring. So I, I don't know why if you were, if I was going to leave it the way it was, I, I have no reason to, I really had no reason to take them out except for maybe the pots felt a little bit, you know, suspect, but it was, uh, they, they've, they have no resistance to them. Those none, things. none, zero. And that, that was so like, it pe- didn't feel yeah. right. <laughs> I didn't like that about it, but oh. the, uh, the gun street harness that's gone, that's going into it is top notch too. So I'm really excited about that project. And, just you know, sitting here waiting for the pick guard and the cavity cover and all the bells and, and the control knobs. Yeah. So, and I know you were you you were uh, oh, how do I want how do I want to put that? You were like kind of apprehensive about me changing the control knobs because you have this this love of the way SG control knobs look. Yeah, I'm a I'm a diehard SG guy. I, you know, I love, there's very few things about SGs of any era I don't love. Mm-hmm. Uh, witch hat knobs. That's probably the one thing I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> don't like yeah. those. Yeah. Hmm. You, you know, it's, it's, it's not like I don't love Richard's knobs, obviously. <laughs> <clears throat> the knobs that Richard and Andrew Guitars makes are yeah. very 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 cool it's, so it's not like you know I'm certainly not going to tell anybody like don't buy those knobs yeah yeah it, it's just about the changing the traditional SG features that I'm a, a fan of right and, I, and I'm sure when you when you have it all swapped up and done I'm going to be like ooh let's yeah, yeah. that's what I'm on <laughs> you should everybody needs a P90 SG Al everybody <laughs> I know. Um, Eric Merrow and I, I haven't told you this yet, Casper. Oh, well, hey, well, let's, Eric let's, Marrow. this is a perfect segue. Al, what have you been up to this past couple of weeks? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Look at those smooth transitions, mm. folks. Dang. Professional. 
Um, so our buddy Eric Merrill, uh, demo artist extraordinaire mm-hmm. on YouTube, and uh, owner of Elm Effects, if you're into a really killer pedal, check that out. Um, so I've been talking with Eric, and you know Eric and I keep a regular chat going on no matter what's going on. We're just, it's, he's just one of those guys. I'm sure you're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric and I are both SG fiends, um, and we share a lot of the same tastes in, in the, our favorite SGs. Uh, in particular, 70s SGs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the other day, Eric and I were talking, and I kind of half, you know, just kind of tossed out <laughs> the uh, half-hearted idea, like, yeah, we should do a top 10 SG rundown episode one day. And Eric immediately has like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> That's rad. I'll I'll just so, I'll just push the buttons in the background. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're gonna do some research, my 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 friend. You're gonna you're gonna get in there. Like I, I mean, I for culture guitarist. Hey, I I love SGs. <laughs> I don't know that exactly. I have the time to to like deep dive into the the nuances. You know, listen, you just just it's fun. you can have the troglodytes top ten list. Okay, fine, great. You know, um, speaking of like <laughs> odd SGs, though, uh, didn't you just find an SG GT here nearby I, here? I did, yeah. So I was getting to that. Oh, okay. There we uh, so <laughs> anyway, Eric sent me his top ten list, and then I was like, "Oh man, I haven't really actually written down mine yet." I and then, so I, I wrote down my top ten list that I, I I thought about, and of course, as soon as I write it down, I think of like six other models. I'm like. Oh, I didn't include that one. Oh, it's the Uncle um, Seamus episode all over again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, but just for Gibson SG. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, just to make my life more stupid and nerdy. I'm going to listen to that um, episode again because I don't know that there was a ton of Gibson SGs on that list for you. I don't think there was. I know. I know. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do a revisit of that. <laughs> Although. Tort- uh, torture ourselves again. I did uh, have a Pete Townsend SG on my list. I think you did, yeah. Yeah. Which just goes to show how long you've been uh, looking for that dual P90 SG. Mm-hmm. And how much of an SG um, nerd I actually am. There you go. More so than you um, even. So the, yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Step off your high pony here, fella. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I did put an SG GT on my top 10 SG list. Really? Um. And uh, within 24 hours of me and Eric having this conversation, the SGGT gets posted here, which is why I sent it to you and, and our other buddy there in the, our yep. group chat. Yep. And uh, I haven't seen one of those for sale used ever. Yeah. The last one of those guitars I even saw in person was 15 years ago when I sold it at the music shop I was working at. Yeah. Mm. And uh, since then, these things have gone collectible haywire, and you know they're worth an seven, ins- eight thousand dollars. An insane now. amount of money. Yeah, and this one is for sale for only six thousand, which is a bargain for what it is. <laughs> so, it was, but it was just like, of course, the second I talked about it, one of these appears, and uh, six thousand dollars is is just nowhere. I, I I can't even fantasize about trying to go for this guitar. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's like fifty nine hundred dollars outside of my budget. Yeah, <laughs> right now, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably twelve thousand dollars outside of uh, <laughs> what I <laughs> yeah. where I'm at. 
um, yeah, one of the, one of those popped up for sale, which I thought was really cool. And uh, so I'd I'd love to play one again, just to kind of compare my memory and, and enthusiasm for it to to who I am now and, and <laughs> get a second feel with it. Because uh, I love the way they look. I, they're they're such a product of the mid two thousands. Like just you can just see somebody in disturbed or I think you know, I think even the guy from Enter Shikari actually did play one. Um, there's just one of those guitars that's like, yeah, yeah. Somebody with tribal tattoos owns that. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a very judgmental <laughs> statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also saying I like the guitar. So, you know, stick. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, but I, the, I, the, the, my biggest memory of those things is just like how, freaking heavy it was oh i can imagine i haven't <laughs> i haven't held one but that bridge has got to add six pounds to that guitar <laughs> it's not like yeah <laughs> it outweighed most of the less balls we had in at the time <laughs> which is really funny for an sg because you know usually they're doing right. weightless wonders and you pick up that thing it's just like oh okay <laughs> um but other than that not not a whole lot to report on this week in music on my end, I got my Crimson Guitars uh, fret polishing rubbers in a little while back. I don't know if I yeah, you did mention that. that. Okay. Have you done any work on that, or you did? You guys have been in the process of moving and getting into your, yeah. into your new place. Yeah, moving into the new place. It's a giant mess. So uh, I haven't done any work since getting here. I did. Uh, um, I did some fret polishing with them uh, at the place we're temporarily staying at, but. Uh, Nothing since then. Uh, I think the most exciting thing gear-wise is uh, I broke out the Kronbauer Jazz Box, and I've been playing that a lot since I got here. Mm. And uh, then I, my wife bought this rolling shelf to put all of her makeup stuff on, and uh, I immediately stole it and put all my pedals on. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I thought that was like a shoe rack or something. Oh I saw God. the picture. <laughs> looks like one of those like little like tower shoe racks you put at your front door. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a little small for a shoe rack when you see it in person. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but I she <laughs> she broke the thing out and I immediately was like, ooh, <laughs> can I have that? Oh, my mom bought it for me for all my makeup. And my wife's really into makeup. She likes doing bright, really artistic. Like her makeup, eyeshadow stuff she does is like Monet paintings on steroids on her face. <laughs> um, so she has a lot of this stuff. It's like any any artist that paints or something. You know, they have heaps of colors. <laughs> um, and uh, so she wanted to get organized, and I immediately shot that plan on the foot because I wanted to look like a inst- Instagram pedal hipster. <laughs> and uh, I have no regrets. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been actually thinking a lot about put building a freestanding shelf for pedals. Because, like, I built the little pedals shelves that are here in the studio, but they're not very big. And I definitely didn't, and just, like, didn't realize how many pedals I actually had in here that weren't on a pedal board because they were almost immediately filled up, both shelves that I built. So... Yeah, I was thinking, I was watching yeah, well, I mean, our, our buddy Eric Marrow showed the like the DIY shelf that he built. That looks awesome. It's like Ikea parts yeah. and some plywood or something. Looks really good. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what, what about you, David? What have you been up to this 
uh, fast a little bit. So, music wise. so you know, you know, I live close to Music City, of course, right? Mm. Yeah, and yeah, and so actually, Murfreesboro is about thirty miles outside of Nashville. And um, last week, we uh, had a bit of a staycation, so to speak, where we met some friends in downtown Nashville. Uh, because this whole pandemic thing, we've taken it pretty seriously and just haven't really done much, you know. And uh, it, it's hard to keep up uh, your sense of, of connection when you can't be, you know, in front of each other and, and sharing jokes and laughing and just, you know, being present. So it was it was time to get together. So we went to downtown Nashville. And Nashville, there's just music everywhere. Um, we went in the, uh, Ernest Tubb record shop, you know, historic site. We had dinner at the Southern and, uh, the walls are covered with pictures of all the different artists and people through the years. Um, went to the Johnny Cash museum, nice. but we, we topped it off by going to the Goo Goo cluster store. What is that? <laughs> I yeah, thought did you say you. okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I, my brain was just like, I think I've misheard you, so I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Did you say it's, no, it's the, yeah, the Goo Goo yeah. Cluster Store. Yeah, Goo Goo Cluster Store. It's not a pedal, so you're probably not familiar <laughs> with it. <laughs> right. It should be. All right, somebody's got be. their so- jazzy pants on. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's uh it's a candy that uh, they started in, in Nashville in 19 like 1912 or something, you know. And it was the uh early sponsor to the uh Grand Old Opry. Uh so it's it's got a music connection, but we got to go and put our hair nets on and our gloves on and make our own uh goo goo cluster bar to take home with us. How about that? Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you've got my attention now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know if you're familiar with George Gruen. He has a, a guitar store in Nashville. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted yeah. to see Gruen guitars. Yeah. Well, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, so I had stopped by on my way out, and uh, he wanted me to go to dinner with or go to lunch with him. I said, sure, you know, but I have this come from the Goo Goo store. And uh, I told him we made a four ounce goo goo cluster, and a regular goo goo is like one point seven ounces, and it has two hundred calories. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we did a four ounce, and George was like, "Well, you have your caloric intake for the day, just no nutritional value." <laughs> More like for the week. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, George is part of that trip too because uh, he uh, he's he's been really supportive of what we're doing and he gave us the idea of, about building jumbos and adding jumbos mm. and so he inspired us to do that and we're churning them out now. Um, so that that was part of my music adventure is going downtown. Nice. And going downtown in Nashville is a little cooler than when I say I'm going downtown. I would, I would say, like, if, to go and like stroll downtown Nashville, I it would probably be sensory overload for me. I would, it is. I would be just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be really hard to take it in. I'd probably have to take two or three weeks to slowly <laughs> yeah. bring myself because there's a lot of yeah. people, right? 
too. So it's a lot of people. That was really cold that day. Cold for us. Of course, we're in Tennessee. You you know, know, like what's, what's cold in Tennessee? <laughs> I know, thirty-seven degrees. So above above freezing. Is that, it's above is that freezing. Freedom units. <laughs> that is freedom. Units. <laughs> 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 yeah, thirty-seven's got to be what three or four degrees, four degrees. It's, yeah, it's, on the, it's, it's almost hitting zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one, one other piece of music uh, that I'll throw in is that uh, my wife and I are going this weekend to hear a JT, James Taylor, tribute band. And we're going mm. because we're going because I want to go. Mm-hmm. And she's going because she loves me. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's about it. That's about the only reason. That's sweet. <laughs> my wife and I do similar things where her and her mom go to concerts that my wife loves. And uh, I stay away because I'm a baby. <laughs> yes. and she doesn't want to hear me complaining. You stay away right. because you love her. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. It's the same but different. Like if, if Josh Groban ever comes back to Vancouver again, um, <laughs> She's going to get a very nice uh, ticket or pair of tickets yeah. for her and her mom to go. Right. And I'm going to stay away. And uh, she's going to go and uh, cheat on me with her eyes and her ears. <laughs> and uh, she'll come just... home to you. She'll come home <laughs> to you. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have mocked her love of Josh Groban a lot. She might... <laughs> uh, if she left it for over that, I, you know, it w- wouldn't be undeserved. <laughs> And it wouldn't be surprising, apparently. Well, I mean, I think I, it's. I think it would still be surprising, but that's just because I'm a blind idiot. Well, and I think it's it's to a point now where she's already got so much time invested in training you, she would have to try and start over. <laughs> oh. It'd be just a daunting task trying to start over with somebody else. Would be, I don't think she would make that call. She would probably just stick it out yeah. with you, no matter. No matter what I, well, I mean, of... if, if Josh Groban <laughs> wanted to go get a copy of it, yeah, you go for it, honey. <laughs> well, that sounds like a pretty eventful week. I didn't go to Nashville this week. No. I haven't showered this week. That doesn't surprise me, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey man, man, I'm allowed to make self-deprecating jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should shower before you come to Nashville. Yeah, and I'm actually now I, I'm now I'm glad you're recording from home today. Is that an invitation? <laughs> What's good? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I think we should kick into it and um, and dig into what you do, David. At, and uh, you know the history that uh, that had that Gallagher Guitars has, and and uh, what you're doing with the brand. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> we should probably be honest and 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 just be straight up. Um, Casper and I didn't know the brand existed until uh, I got contacted by you guys in the email or the first email. So yeah, we were Actually, that's 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 part of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm letting people find out about it. Totally. Yeah. And it's easier to talk about the history than it is to talk about what I'm doing. 
Okay. Uh, because, well, because it's complicated what I'm doing. It's just a little bit of everything. Um, well, yeah, you're, I, you're running, you're running the whole ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm into a little bit of everything with it, yeah. but I'll, yeah. I'll tell you a little, I'll tell you a little bit about the history and then how I got into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so Nashville, kind of the center of uh, country music, um, about 60 miles, maybe, maybe not that far outside of Nashville is a little town, little railroad town called War Trace. And the uh, Gallagher family had already lived there uh, for generations. And J.W. Gallagher had a, uh, uh, a furniture shop. He, he built furniture. Um, and he started that shop in 1939. And I've seen some of his furniture. He built, you know, Queen Anne style furniture, like really high quality furniture. You know, he wasn't building the Ikea cabinet. You know, mm. it was really nice stuff. And a neighboring city, uh, Shelbyville, um, had a, a drum factory there, and they wanted to start building guitars. Uh, like, you know, uh, Steers and Robot, Harmony, I don't know, Silvertone, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of little plywood guitars. And so they recruited him to come help uh, set up a production line, and that was around, I'd say, about 63. And he did that for a year and a half. And he knew nothing about guitars. He didn't know how to play guitars. He knew nothing about them. And so he started taking uh, old Martins and Stellas and and uh, cutting them open on the bandsaw. Oof. You know what? Take it to the bandsaw. That's wild. You know, and you would, how else would you reverse engineer something like that? Exactly. Oh, that's, that's just heartbreaking, did. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, guitars uh, are man. hollow. So what you do is you get a really nice, watery plaster and you fill the inside of the body and then you let that dry and then you surround the outside with plaster you see so you make a mold there you go why didn't you think of that i'm i'm outside the box all day Mm. yeah yeah absolutely you have (laughs) phenomenal ideas though that was really good that was a good one don't ask how you get the mold off. <laughs> I was I was trying to figure that. I'm just out. going. That just but sounds it, like it a, also like involves a, a bandsaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you still have to use the bandsaw. <laughs> so he uh, he started his own guitar shop in '65, and um, if you think about the history of acoustic guitars, it was not the most stellar time for quality for Martin and Gibson. Uh, then you had all these kind of cheap retail guitars. Uh, and so Gallagher really was the first boutique guitar builder uh, in the U.S. because he was building that high-end quality guitar. Okay. Wow. So that that's a piece of the history. Um, and are you familiar with Doc Watson? Mm-hmm. I mean, Only- uh, uh- Less so, mostly because of uh, doing a little bit of background research on. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I had very little knowledge of of Doc's um, life and history and those kind of things. Um, right, but right. his music I'm familiar with, like 
you know, right. the audio is, is go, runs deep. Yeah. Well, he only listens to Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Nickelback? No, nothing. That's why Casper only yeah, listens yeah. to them. <laughs> <laughs> but JW met Doc at a, uh, uh, music uh, music festival down in um, North Carolina, and uh, he had two guitars with him, a G50 and a G70. His G50 was the first guitar, and do you know why he named it the G50? No. Any wild guess? No. <laughs> he, uh... Uh, he just turned 50. Nope, nope. Yep, there okay. we go. Okay, all right. And so, Doc, by the way, if this is going to turn into a quiz, we're going to do very poorly. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Doc wanted to buy that guitar, but JW wouldn't sell it because it had a blemish in the finish. And if you know about Doc, he was blind. And so that didn't really matter to him. Mm-hmm. But JW wouldn't sell it to him. So he loaned it to him. And he said, you can use it as long as you want. And, and when you don't want it, you can give it back to me. And so that guitar became known as Old Hoss. Uh, that was a guitar that he used on lots of recordings, including Will the Circle Be Unbroken album with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. And, and uh, that guitar eventually ended up in the Country Music Hall of Fame for years. And then after um, Doc died in 2012, it went up for auction. And Ed Helms bought it at auction for forty thousand. Wow! So it's residing somewhere in California with Ed Helms. Man, Ed freaking Helms like the Hangover, of The Office. Yes, yes. He Ed is Helms. a bluegrass. He's a bluegrass guy. I I knew he played banjo and piano. I didn't <laughs> didn't know he was yeah. like a collector of. No, that's okay. Yeah, very cool. And so uh, Gallagher uh, was really well-known in the bluegrass circle and country music circle for a long time. Uh, but things, things started slowing down. I mean, Don, his son, took it over in 1975 and ran it for 40 years, which is a long time to run a company. Um, yeah. And when I say company it's not like it was some huge factory, you know, it was a small woodworking shop that was converted into a guitar shop. Um, I think the most they ever built was like 160 guitars there. Wow. So another reason you hadn't never heard of them before, uh, but uh, their heyday really was back like in the seventies and eighties. Um, and their, their numbers were the highest during that time. Um, and then in 2019, they closed and I kind of knew that that was happening. And, uh, within a couple of months approached them about buying the company to keep it going. And so here I am. Crazy man. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) you've definitely given us the abbreviated version here. Um, yes. How did, okay, so, A, how did you know the brand was even possible to acquire? And what, what gave you that drive and that desire to, to want to do that? Okay, first of all, I had to no that's a big undertaking. Yeah, man. Yes, it is. 
Yes. It was a temporary lapse of sanity. <laughs> I think I think that's what happened. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and and the thing about guitar, I mean, who does it for the money? I mean, yeah, they do, but you know, it's also got to be something you really want to do. Yeah, there has to be and, there has to be the passion for it. Uh yeah. because it's not an easy thing. And nope. uh if if you're just into it for the money, it's probably too much work. Yes. <laughs> and too much money. Yeah. You know the joke. You know the joke about how to end up with a million dollars in a guitar business? Start with you millions. Yeah, yeah. Start with two, <laughs> start, start with two million. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I uh yeah, I think this, the version of that I heard was how to how to become a a, a millionaire as a guitar player. <laughs> That's to be be a billionaire first, <laughs> right? <laughs> or or a Russian oh. oligarch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did it. I mean, I I so recent events have uh, had me wondering why do we call them oligarchs exactly? Aren't they just billionaires but Russian? Exactly. Yeah, in in the U.S. we call oligarchs billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's but the when same. you say when you say billionaire, it has more of a like this is something to aspire to. Yeah, yes. you call somebody I, an oligarch, it's like they're evil. I, I don't know. I think that oligarch actually has a more noble. Uh, like nobility type really? of um, well, no, no, it, no, 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 no. It's just, it's just thinking that. No, no, it's just an an assumption. But it sounds more like you know from um, aristocracy and like you know, and not from just being rich. Because I don't know. That's just my perception of it. I, but I the word hear the term oligarch tossed around when it's like some evil Russian billionaire. Yes. Like yeah. everybody's like he. You use the term oligarch like he's probably involved with the mafia, but we don't want to say. Yes, right. There was a trial recently, and I can't recall now which figure it was that was on trial. Um, but they, uh, the prosecutor, wanted to use the term oligarch, and the judge banned it. So it's exactly to your point. It just sounds <laughs> ominous or something. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, anyway, a little aside, <laughs> you never know. One of many strange asides that I'm sure we will take. <laughs> just, sooner or later, Chris O'Donnell and Vertical Women is going to come up again. I just know it. <laughs> hey, Casper. What? Huh? I'm, really? I'm, usually, I'm usually not acknowledging I'm... it. <laughs> that stupid movie has gotten more press from us than any got, other thing we have ever talked about. Uh, I'm not kidding you. Have, have you talked about The Power of Dogs? Power of the Dogs? Either of you seen that movie? Power Did of that the Dogs? Yeah, it's really we just watched right? it the Yeah, we just watched it the other night. Uh, great great movie. If you like a movie that doesn't have any kind of protagonist, they're all pretty uh, uh, sympathetic figures, except for one who's a real uh, not so likable guy. But it was, yeah, it's a really interesting movie. Hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. 
I only am vaguely aware of that movie because it was it was mentioned a lot in uh, was it the not Grammys um, the Oscars. Was that what happened recently at the award show? I don't know. <laughs> Golden Globes. Some some recent award show, and the power of the dog kept getting brought up, and I was like, oh, I've never okay. heard of this movie. Yeah. And, well, and again, seems- I, I. Oh, uh, you go. Well, I was going to say I only know about it because my wife, who is uh, in touch with those kinds of things, uh, said we should watch it. So I always say yes when she recommends a movie. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what they say? Well, happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> and speaking of guitars. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's what we're doing. <laughs> There's a guitar. There's a guitar in that movie, now that I think about it. Yeah. When the Cowboys hmm. is playing his guitar. So I was trying to bring it back. This is really good. Really good. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, what can so, what can what can I tell you about Gallagher? Yeah, so well, first of all, you've you've taken Gallagher and and acquired it in 2019, you said? The end of 2019. So, yeah. 3 years running now. Um you, it's not that you don't have um some traction like You've got yeah, you traction. Yeah, like um, I don't. I I'm gonna mess up the pronunciation of his name, but the the fellow from Old Crow was. You did some YouTube content with him. Yes, and, yes. Um, Catch C Core. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But man, I just yeah, that's like Layla CD, and then you just you never know. <laughs> um, that's right, a dig right, at right. it. <laughs> oh my gosh! See, this is why. Okay, I want to have Layla back on the show. <laughs> But I know this is going to come up. Oh, you're yeah. going to you're going to No, make actually it. You know what? I I I actually uh, I like her too much to tease you about that mistake. No, in you In front of don't. her. No, I do. I really do. Um so anyways, it, it, listen, she's heard the episodes, man. She's heard you mocking me like <laughs> You actually bring it up more often than I do. Yeah, cuz yeah. I'm traumatized. I know. I know. Yeah, right. That's so I don't actually have to do any work. Yeah. You do it to yourself and then you blame me. <laughs> so anyways back to what i was saying um the three years you know since 2019 and and acquiring gallagher um yeah. you know there you've got a lot of uh a lot of reach back into the history of gallagher right. with doc um you know uh, i watched some some youtube content with with you and catch and you were talking about uh the the inlay on the twelfth fret of some of the those guitars. Right. Um, right. Let's uh, you know what what's the story behind that and 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 the relationship um, between Doc and Doc Gallagher and- then and and yeah. how you're kind of bringing that legacy along. You know you know after his passing now obviously for a number of years. Yeah. Well, listen, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I have. Uh been taking a deep dive into uh, that history and legacy and Doc Watson much more than I ever knew about, of course, you know, beforehand. Mm. Uh, but it's such an important part, really, of what we're doing, that we're carrying on this tradition, including this way of building guitars. Um, but J.W. and Doc became really good friends. And uh, one guy told me a story about visiting J.W.'s house uh, one one evening and 
on JW invited it in and he showed him Doc's bedroom and the bed that he had built for Doc. Um, so they had this close relationship. Um, and then six, and uh, let me see, uh, 68. Yeah. That's when Doc started playing the Gallagher's. And then in 73, uh, JW wanted to build a new guitar for him. And Doc had four things that he wanted different. And so they designed uh, a guitar that we still build today called the Doc Watson model. Um, and the little bit of funny story about that is that JW had, had driven up to Nashville because Doc was playing at Exit Inn and they went to, to go out to eat at TGI Fridays of all places uh, <laughs> beforehand. And uh, T. Michael, who was their bass player, he told me this story. He said, you know, basically right there in TGI Fridays on a napkin, they, they designed the Doc Watson model. Crazy. Well, Doc seems like a guy, I mean, when when he and the original Gallagher crew's relationship started, he, he was a pretty well-established musician at that point. And he he probably had a pretty darn good idea of what he wanted in his dream guitar. Yes, at that point he so did. I, and yeah, including he wanted, Doc really started out playing electric guitar, playing a Les Paul. And he'd play on the street in uh, Boone, other places. And so when he wanted his guitar built for him, he wanted the Les Paul neck profile. Mm. Because, the, you know, the older guitars, a lot of the older guitars, they have these big chunky necks. Yeah, more like a classical and, guitar would have. Yeah. yeah. And so he wanted that uh, lower profile. And that's really popular among, you know, most guitar builders now. They build more of that style uh, neck on their acoustic. Um, but Doc, where he really took off, I think, is the uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then became very popular. You know, he played the White House. He played everywhere. Uh, but he was just extremely popular. The whole folk music took off again. And uh, so th that that definitely uh, put Gallagher on, on the world stage that way. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. And, I mean, you know, just to... For anybody, <laughs> I'm going to poke the bear a bit. For any musician out there, anybody who plays guitar, I think we've all had it requested of us or heard it requested of somebody else or just heard it one too many times. I think we've all experienced the song Wagon Wheel. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, that's. I wish every band had that level of, of success with one of their tunes. So that would be great right. for musicians right. everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I say that with a, with a grain of envy and also a grain of good <laughs> for them. <laughs> yeah, good for them. Yeah, I um, saw it, I saw an article where. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I, I think it's it's not the most common known thing that uh, Old Crow Medicine Show was actually discovered by Doc Watson. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And you so, know, I mean, that was the, the thing. That, yeah, that's what was so cool about Ketz. You can tell he really has deep appreciation 
that uh, Doc Watson opened the door for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, really what they got was the fairy tale mm-hmm. uh, route to a music career. Yes. They, they yeah. played a show. The right person saw them. He said, I love you guys. Let's make this happen. And it happened. And I think, I think they were busking. They Actually, were, yeah. They were yeah. busking. Like yeah. that, that's the, that's to me, that's the fairy tale. That's because uh, I've done a lot of busking yeah. and, and I, I really enjoy uh, it actually, you know, I, I went and spent a ton of money to be able to busk amplified and like, I like yeah. kind of invested a lot in, in being able to do that. And I absolutely love busking. And that would be the thing uh, where somebody heard you out on the street playing an original or something and they just were moved by it. And then we're able to recognize your talent or your ability and do something to help you. You know, that's, you do something to help like boost your career or, or give you a, a, you know, a a step up just, just, and that's, you know, that's what, you know, and doc obviously had that, that ability to just kind of say, Hey, this is something I like, let's do something and, and get it. And I mean, what is it? Twenty cool that he twenty something years later, Old Crow is you know the household name. You know, it's awesome. It's, it's it's just neat to see like how one person's effect on on can be so far reaching, mm. um, and how much you know somebody I was previously not really aware of um, until you know you the first email from uh, from your camp. I don't even think it was from you. I think it was from. Uh, Somebody yeah, with you, right, right. Um, yes, yeah, Jeff. Uh, how, until that first email, I, I didn't become aware of Doc, and then once I became aware of Doc, I became aware of like how much he changed the musical landscape mm-hmm. right, um, right. through his his work and through his work with other artists like Old Girl Medicine Show. Um, yeah. And that's that's really really. I love history and stuff, so I'm always like I voraciously read that kind of stuff. It was it was great. Um, well, another, you know what, another uh, side note. Oh, sorry. No, you go first. <laughs> well, what, okay. Well, I was going to say what, what, what Castro is bringing up too about, uh, and I don't know if Castro was trying to say that, you know, maybe the Doc Watson type of today would walk up on his busking and open the door for him. Well, okay. I mean, obviously not asking for anything like that. Cause I, right, I, mean, right, I, right. I, I, I know where I'm at, <laughs> but, um, the, that, that, that's the aspiration. Like that is the, the buskers kind of, kind of ultimate. And they, they, they hit it right on the head and, and just so happened that they were in a place where doc's daughter happened to cross them and said, you know what, hang on, I'm going to go get my dad. Well, here's the interesting thing about that Casper, the very thing you're saying, you know, uh, catch said himself, if that hadn't happened, it would have been the difference between a band that would have fizzled out that summer versus one that's still around 23 years later. Right. That's, that's huh. just, it's just that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me goosebumps <laughs> to think of one, one interaction with, with someone that had the, had that type of influence. And I'm not saying this specific scenario, but so, but in this case, you know, doc had that influence, saw something he liked and saw and saw something in Old Crow Medicine Show that you know he saw potential in, and said, "You know what? Let's do something to make that these guys have a chance." And they, you know yeah, what? He didn't. Chance. He didn't hand it to them. 
but he no. gave them, he opened a door. Yeah. And, and that, I've heard, yeah, I've heard catch talk about, we weren't, we weren't good enough to play Merle Fest the first time. We weren't good enough to be invited to the grand old Opry the first time, you know, that's true, but they were able to elevate what they were doing once they had that opportunity. Exactly. Somebody opened the door and they, they captured it. They, they seized that opportunity and ground hard to, right. to, to achieve the potentials that, that Doc saw or that, that somebody saw in them said, you know, I see potential in you. You should go get it. Here's a, here's a door to, that can lead you there. And they yeah. did, and they did go and grind it out and get better and become the, you know, like say the household name of Old Crow Medicine Show. The guy's been around for 23 years. Um, yeah. got, and and they do things that help out other artists in the same way. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary um, Austin to Boston. Um, no, I oh, seen that. that is a fantastic, fantastic okay. documentary. Um, okay. Where these uh, it was like the, the Nathaniel Rateliff, um, Ben Howard, the Staves, uh, Big Bear. Can't remember. Anyways, there was like five bands got into Volkswagen minibuses at South by Southwest and hmm. toured across the United States doing these, these small venues all over the, all over the country um, and ended up from Austin, Texas to Boston, Massachusetts. To Boston. Yep. Okay. And the, the shows they played, it's actually what turned me on to Nathaniel Rateliff, not like prior to, um, you know, the pardon my, there's going to be a beep here, but prior to the son of a you know, blow up, but uh, you know, some of Nathaniel Rateliff's songs were so moving in that film. I was like, Holy crap, this guy is, oh, okay. you know, is great. And then the staves, the three part harmony, this, those, those ladies are next level amazing. So that right there. And it was, um, and, and all, I can't remember which member of the band was actually driving on the show, but he was just a drive along, a, a ride along mechanic because he <laughs> loves these old minibuses, these old like uh, vintage, um, not, not the Westphalias, but like, like these little camper vans and, and knows how they break down. So he got on board as the traveling mechanic to keep the bus rolling. And, and it was, uh, him and the, the, um, uh, a member of Mumford and Sons. I can't remember uh, his name. Ben, I think. Um, anyways, they they got together and made this. It's a great film. You got to watch it. Austin to Boston. Wow. Can't say it. Okay, stuff I will. It. Yeah, I'll spring that one on my wife. But yeah, you, you'll enjoy it. It's all about the the music and the the and the okay, the cool. the experience out on the road and this like really oddball one off weird tour that they did. It was cool. Well, and that's another thing that's happened to me. Um trying to start this business back up and what I've done is step into not only the, the history of this, but I've, I've stepped into contact with so many musicians mm. and I'm just having a ball. I mean, I have such respect for people that are, you know, putting themselves out there, uh, hitting the road. Like there's a young man from Nashville. I don't know where he's from originally, but he's, he's in East Nashville now. And uh, he recently bought a Gallagher, but uh, he was recently up in Boston, speaking of Boston, because mm. uh, he's out on the road um, playing where he can because he loves music and, you know, is making a living. You know, I know a guy that, uh, that that's what he does, too. And uh, he, this guy just booked some shows for the first time in a couple of years. So 
It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, pretty awesome that my friend, the origami army is on the road again, doing some festivals this spring. It's awesome, man. <laughs> oh, do you know what I did? Sorry, this is going to be, this is a total segue and, and uh, back to what I've been doing this week. I was at work and our f- mutual friend, Trevor Cronbauer came into the shop, into the store. Oh man, that guy's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, and was telling me that he's, he's getting his shop back together. So. Well, it's all <laughs> about darn time, Trevor. Yeah. So it's uh, it was so funny. I've been, I was wondering, being that I'm starting in this new this new town, and he he owned he bought a house out there, and uh, I was like, you know, I wonder how long it's going to be before I see him. And then, you know, it's three weeks and six days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, good. It, was, it was good to see him. He's looking good, and he's he's looking healthy. So um, I'm excited. Yeah. What, to... what town? What town are you in, Casper? Uh, so we live in in a town called Vernon, British Columbia. Okay. Um, I work in. Uh, I I run a government liquor store in the neighboring small town of Lumbee. And uh, so that's like, I think there's, uh, there's like. Now you're going to get heavily <coughs> stalked by rabid cultural <laughs> yeah. guitarist fans. There's, uh, there's like 2,000 people in this little town. And it's, yeah. Perfect. It's it's quaint. Yeah. It's great. I actually, my partner and I are looking to to buy a house out there one day and when we can put together the, the money. So it's a. Uh, it's it's rural, and I'm looking forward yeah. to getting back to that. And uh, I realize now, after living in, <clears throat> pardon me, in downtown Vernon for five years, it's uh, I'm I'm allergic to the city and to neighbors <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, you 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 found the place then. Yeah. Well, I grew up uh, in a small town too, so it's very very much familiar yeah. to me. Um, we uh, speaking of Canada, I've shipped about four guitars to Canada this year and got another one I'm building for someone in Canada. Nice. Uh, um, and JP Cormier, don't know if that would ring a bell with you because he's a yeah. bluegrass player. That actually does ring a bell to me. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he was a uh, Doc Watson admirer, uh, was inspired by Doc as a kid. And uh, he reached out to us. He wanted to buy Gallagher. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know who he was, you know, but, uh, him, you know, we struck up a uh, conversation and friendship and he's actually going to come visit us in April. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. He ha he has a YouTube channel, uh, that you guys, uh, it's almost as though you're cousins, uh, because, uh, he'll talk, uh, they have a, a show called string theory and they'll talk all kinds of nuances about guitars and then they'll go off the rails on something. <laughs> <laughs> and you never well, know what, I don't know what you're talking about. about. We, don't do we, don't, we don't do that. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we are very yeah. focused, hyper-focused uh, even. I'm right. insulted by the very notion. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Who asked this guy to come on the show? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably where I I recognize the name is from the is from the String Theory um, okay. YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah, and we love the guy. We love the guy. <laughs> By the way, I I I gotta um, I want to uh, thank you. I guess Dave 
<laughs> and, uh, and just publicly apologize. Um, this show is probably one of the longest journeys from <laughs> oh, from contact yeah. to <laughs> getting you on yeah. the show that has <laughs> ever happened. Like I, I mean, this whole show is a pretty solid exercise on how to run things loosey goosey. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> like I. I'm I'm usually not I'm I'm booking usually a few weeks out and, and sometimes yeah. a little little further in advance and in the case of like the Victoria Guitar Show I have a list of people that I'm going to start contacting for uh you know two months ahead of time essentially um but you you I mean well Jeff reached out to me last summer I want to I want to say okay okay. July or something like that, yeah. or maybe earlier. Mm-hmm. We got the ball um, rolling. Got the ball rolling. And then uh, I don't know if you and I started emailing at that time. I don't remember exactly the timeline of events anymore. So correct me if I misspeak here, David. But I think you and I started emailing shortly after Jeff emailed me. I think so. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, as, all, as any listeners of the show know, my life went and uh, <laughs> it yes. exploded. Got um, turned I, upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so, in all that hullabaloo, uh, dear listeners, I more or less ghosted poor David <laughs> for about half a year because um, I just completely forgot that I had been emailing. Um, him and and Jeff at, at Gallagher, and, and just one day was was you know I don't know a little over a month ago maybe, um, kind of finally as the dust was settling with the culture guitarist and with my life, I was starting to re go through old emails and stuff and uh, came across the Gallagher ones and was like, oh I'm such a jerk because I just stopped responding I just. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. You had so, some stuff going on, Al. I, well, I, I did, but I still feel bad. So <laughs> thank you for, for uh, your graciousness and for coming on the show. And, uh, once again, I'm really sorry that I, I did that. I've, ne- I've never quite dropped the communication ball that badly uh, on the show so, yet. So. Well, that, that reminds me of what Casper asked about earlier about, you know, what I'm doing. And – I'm so busy, uh, it's it's ridiculous. So uh, it, I was just glad to hear from you again, and uh, I didn't lose any sleep over being ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like that you recognize. I like I like that you recognize that Al ghosted you, and and let's just <laughs> I know we can just say it one more time. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm super excited that you're on the show too, man. Um, you know, there's a, a um a long-standing history with Gallagher that we can talk about and access and, and everything that I don't think we've had with any other guests. Oh. Um, maybe a couple, you know, Adam Grimm from yeah. Satellite and Applefires definitely has some 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 reach back and 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 lots of history with his with his brand and what he does. Um, 
but I think that um, this is kind of one of those that we we're reaching back the farthest into you know into Gallagher's history and 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 into right. back in time and in, in a in a really rich um, uh, musical kind of uh, environment that that your that the brand comes from, um, and we're really excited that you know you've done what you did and, and, and acquired the brand and are, and are, and are pushing hard to, to keep it alive and, 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 and let it flourish further, you know, past, you know, outside of the, the Gallagher family hands. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I really do because we are preserving something and we do have something to build on in terms of history, but we're working really hard to build really top notch guitars and, and uh, build our own history. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. People can recognize. So you've um, got um, the the models that you have right now that you're that you're selling because I've you've got a uh, some pictures of lots of dreadnoughts and uh, like it looks like a parlor and the jumbo. Everything um, from a parlor to a jumbo, right? Cool. Yeah, and one and of fact, the model that we talked about, right? That which, are we which one did I that yet? Yeah, is that the uh, baritone? Did I mention that one? Uh, you didn't mention the baritone. It was just a, a certain electric. Okay. Oh yes, yes. Um, well, I'll mention about the baritone. I'm I'm designing that one right now, um, and pretty pretty stoked about that one. <laughs> That's another body shape and another type of guitar uh, that you know we get to add. Is, and that's the thing about the baritone being a small acoustic shop. or yeah, baritone acoustic. Oh, that's that's uh, delicious, man! I want to get a American music mm. real bad. <laughs> well, we sold a, um, a what we call the GA seventy two. GA is our version of a uh, OM body style Grand Auditorium, right? Yep, and it's it's our Coco Bolo guitar, mm. and this this particular that's... one that we built, it was one of those guitars. It's one of my all time favorites because it. <laughs> I just don't know how to put words to it, but it was like a guitar that just evoked a lot of emotion from you. It was a really moving guitar. Mm-hmm. And and so Eric bought that, and he's the one that then said he was interested in a baritone, and could we do it in Coco Bolo? And so, of course we can. So instead of it being the GA-72, it's going to be the B-72. <laughs> And, and he he's nice. in the military. He's in the military, so he's going to call it the bomber. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Coco Bolo is such a, a rich tone wood, not just aesthetically, but sonically. Yeah. The the a friend of ours um, has a a Coco Bolo guitar. Oh okay. man, do I love the sound of that machine! And it's a twelve fret, so the the bridge and, and okay. everything is way back in the body. It just the thing is a beast of a guitar and yeah and nice you know small compact size beautiful thing that and the the yep. sound that that i i'm envious of it and i own two of the similar of the same oh. um custom guitars but just in rosewood and that guitar okay. sounds so good really so what top does he have on it you uh, the it's got a engelman spruce i think how about that that's what we pair with it too yeah i think it's i think it's perfect yeah perfect it's a really pair. really bright top and the sides just they just ring for days. It's yeah. really really good. Great combination. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, I need to write myself a note as we're speaking that I need to uh, order some more Engelman. 
Always on well, the job. Well, you're welcome. Always on the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other thing we're doing, the world would not be complete without another Kelly knockoff, would it? Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah. So actually, uh, Stephen, who was the grandson of JW, ran the company for a few years uh, before he closed it. And during that time, he started building uh, a Tele-style guitar. Uh, you said you don't like quizzes. Do you want to make a guess what the name would be? Well, I can't participate. You told me the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I'll just go ahead. Uh, he called <laughs> it the Galacast, the Galacaster. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, we we took we have the very first model. The guy who owns it uh, lives uh, in in the same town as us, and he's loaned it to us. And we carried it with us when we went down to Merle Fest, and we got a pretty big response to it. And so it's like, okay, we we need to start you know building some prototypes and go at it again. So um, we uh, hope to have some ready by the end of April when we go to Merle Fest. Cool. This is rad. So I, I, I want to go backwards a little bit, if I can, just to okay. just to pretend pretend that we're going to have some semblance of a professional interview here. Um, <laughs> what, like, <laughs> for the first time ever? Um, <laughs> Who the hell are you, and like, what'd you do to Al? Yeah. <laughs> 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 do you remember when we went down to Doctor Science at headquarters? We yeah, that went out the window immediately. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Um, <laughs> no, I want to. I want to know, like, so you you didn't buy a, a a guitar brand name and then all of a sudden, boom, you're a boutique guitar builder. <laughs> you you must have had some prior experience. I'm curious as to to what that was. Oh, what, the, what your journey into Luthery was, and then. Uh, you know, when when you wanted to, to, to kind of resurrect the, the name and the brand, what, you know, a little more about what that was like doing that and how, how hard that was. Okay. Well, I mentioned uh, a bit of my connection to Gallagher, and that part of it makes sense. The, the other part of the story, uh, in response to your serious question, might not make sense. So I'll do the, I'll do the easy part first. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, uh, the, the man who taught my first guitar to me um, lived in my little small town that was close to where uh, Gallagher's were built. He was my youth director, actually. Uh, but he owned a 1967 Gallagher G50. And so that was very early when, when JW was building. And so I always had this connection with Gallagher. And uh, when I was in... Uh, college, my first year in college, I was with a little musical group uh, that we played quite a bit. In, in fact, that was my lowest GPA of my entire college experience that first year. <laughs> I love it. Oh, but, oh but, but, but we had a great time. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we, we, we happened to be down uh, close to the Gallagher shop, and I took the guys by. That was back in 78. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm a couple years older than you guys. Um, so I'd always had this connection to Gallagher, uh, eventually owned my own Gallagher. Um, and it just seemed really, really sad that it was going to be gone, all that history, that Tennessee company. And that's why I was interested in approaching them. In terms of my experience in building, now that's where it gets really interesting. So my background, uh, I'm still licensed as a clinical psychologist. That's a little bit of a departure. <laughs> that is a big departure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I was at that point. You might be my... the world's first stable musician. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I told you it was temporary insanity. Some people would question whether it was temporary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought I knew something about guitars, but I found out I knew very little. And uh, every day it seems like I'm just learning more and more. Um, so I wouldn't have purchased the company if I hadn't been able to locate someone who could, um, you know, be my right-hand man. And so um, every as I did my research and talked to people, talked to artists, talked to different people, everyone kept pointing to a particular individual, uh, Darren, uh, who you know, I was able to make contact with and lots of long conversations. And uh, once he was on board, then then I approached the uh, Gallagher's. That's kind of how that worked out. Is that crazy or what? That is. That's yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, that is a first. But yeah. But <laughs> no, no, no. Are but, we but, allowed to use the word crazy? <laughs> well, oh, I no. used it, so so it's okay. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was the joke. Now it comes the pocket psychologist. <laughs> Everyone's a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 everybody should be. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I know that. Oh, that's funny. But I, you know, I, seriously, I, I mean, it seems like I learn something every day. <laughs> There's just so much. And so I also uh, really wanted to be involved in the building. And so I've had different roles and responsibilities in some of the building. Um, and that's been really important to me. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is what I'm doing these days. This was not exactly the retirement plan I had in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here we are. <laughs> well, I mean... It's more interesting than just being a, I don't know, lazy in Florida, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, or trying sure, to play I, golf. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, golf, uh, I'm going to get some flack for this. This, this is one of those comments I know I'm going to get <laughs> no, some flack No, go ahead. <laughs> golf is the most boring sport I can possibly think of. Ah. Uh, bowling is more exciting to me than golf. See, and that's... bowling is a sport you play while eating gravy fries. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably why it's more appealing. 
because golf is actually really, really hard. And in order I'm to do golf on, well, I'm, you know, I'm, it takes so much. Yeah, there's so much physics and and feel in golf. I don't care. I don't care. Just because it's not entertaining to you doesn't mean it's not a, a, it's a very boring. serious sport. The best part about golf is the carts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why would anybody play that? It's just, well, every, yeah. everybody knows how Al feels about dentists and the kind of oh. guitars they play. So they also golf a lot. So yeah. <laughs> it's just, exactly. Just... You don't want to join that crowd. <laughs> yeah. The guitar Probably. company rescued me from that crowd. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys probably cart their Paul Reed Smiths around on the golf carts with these. <laughs> yeah. I bought this the other day. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, the best way to play golf is to rarely ever play and and go out and not care at all how it turns out and just go out and have some fun. And beer. Beer yeah. helps. And beer was like, beer, beer helps. helps golf make a good day. Right. Mm-hmm. I get going to a driving range. That seems fun as heck. Like, you get a little sloshy, you whack a thing. Mm-hmm. What yeah. more do you need? That, that's it. That's the life. Yeah. But the, the golf, okay, so I'm a pretty casual feller. I don't think anybody who's ever listened to the show is going to be like, that guy's highbrow. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> what a classy individual that Al is. Um, I just, I don't understand golf. I, I just don't, get, like, watching is just like, huh. I'd rather go to the dentist. And, uh-huh. and, the, the like standard golf course uniform is get ready, get ready with a beep Casper. I'm sorry. I know oh, we've got to release this episode. Oh, same man, day, you're making so much work for me right now. I know, but the standard golf course uniform is to dress like a. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. I found a, a, a pair of Nike golf pants at, at Value Village. Uh, when I was like, I had like, I need to get some black pants for my new job. So I like went looking when not wanting to spend a hundred dollars on a pair of pants. And I found a pair of Nike, like dry, whatever they're called golf yeah. pants. And, they are the most comfortable. comfortable pants I've ever worn. Exactly. I yeah. need to f- have five more pair, but they are a hundred dollars a pair. You need to have that Nike swoosh to make those dude, khakis. They're not, dude, they're not khakis. Yeah. They are like, they're like not wearing pants. You would love them. Right. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I, I am intrigued by that. Go on. <laughs> you have my attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and we are so focused. We never get derailed and talk about not guitar right. stuff ever. <laughs> I, we've actually been doing pretty good this time. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking about golf, Al, <laughs> and, and how you don't like to wear pants. Yeah, yeah, but we've right talked on, right mostly about guitar stuff. Like, come on. Yeah. Give credit where credit is due. You're actually right. <laughs> I'm not saying we're, like, amazing here. I'm just saying, like, we're, we're doing better than average. <laughs> we're staying on topic more minutes than average. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get some angry yep. comments from golf players. Yeah. Golf saved my dad and I's relationship. I don't care. <laughs> Golf is just a sport. 
alcoholics can play. Oh, but it involves precise physics. Is no, but you no, no, no. In order to be good at it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there are many facets, many many different uh, paths mm-hmm. to the golf. You know, I once saw, I once watched <laughs> my dad, and he's not a golfer. Like, don't get me wrong. My dad does not play golf. He's a contractor. He's a construction worker. And we went to this, uh, a friend of ours put on like a, a bull riding event in our hometown. And, uh, cause he was a pro bull rider. Anyways, long story short, they had a golf tournament for this, this big rodeo show. And, uh, there was a prize that you, you would win a Coors Light golf bag. If you could hit a hole in one on the, this par three hole over top of this water trap, it was just this big, nasty, my dad landed a hole in one. It was the most unreal thing I've ever seen. And like my dad had a, a broken back in the seventies. So watching him swing a golf club is like watching someone try to start their lawnmower with a refrigerator. And it, but he hold him on this stupid thing. I was he nailed it. He nailed it. So there are different ways to get into golf and have fun playing golf and, and you know, yeah, it was, it was a good <laughs> so, uh, so your dad became hated by everybody at the golf. Absolutely. Cause there were people taking that really seriously, really, really seriously. And like, well, yeah, I mean, they were taking, I, they were taking strokes off their game to be able to hit another ball from the tee. And like, I played, you know, a lot of musical events at, at different golf clubs. Sure. You know, event centers. And everybody who's ever hit a hole in one on any hole on the course is like on a plaque on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, you're like, it just doesn't happen very often. No. So for no. your dad to go out there and be like, eh, whack. <laughs> and it was on like the seventh hole of nine. So you got to think of how much beer he'd had to drink <laughs> on the way to that yeah. hole. It was just a, a total fluke, one in a million, one in a billion yeah, shot. Is just no way. Your dad didn't make friends that day. He made enemies. <laughs> no, he no. still has a stupid golf bag, and it was probably twenty or more years ago. Um, <laughs> but I don't even know if there's golf clubs in that bag. Like that's how much my dad golfs. Um, now but there was something else I was going to say about that, but um, it's gone. <laughs> Oh, well. uh, anyways, we got we to gotta actually wrap this up because we got to get this stupid episode released. Now. I got to get some editing to do. It's not a stupid episode. It's just like we're just late. Really so, late. So, listeners, this is the first, this is the most real time you're ever going to hear this show. Though. Probably. I mean, ever because we're never doing this again. We're recording this um, within hours of you hearing it. it yeah, it is 10 45 a.m. On Tuesday morning, we are um, 10 hours and 45 minutes late for release. Uh, I am hoping, I am hoping after a couple of beeps and uh, some level tweaks, uh, this is going to be on air before one o'clock. So let's hope. There we go. So glad I could be part of it. Yeah. Thanks Uh, so much, David. Yeah, man. I'm super glad we got to do this. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, before we take off, you know, just uh, where can people best find you? Uh, yeah, it's best just to go to the website, GallagherGuitar.com. And then you can also find dealers um, that carry our guitars, including I'm adding one in San Diego. Nice. Uh, just uh, signed that deal uh, yesterday, actually. 
And the thing for us, it's not like we want lots of dealers. It's such a different world, you know, because uh, everybody's online. Yeah. And so what we're we're looking for is just a few good dealers that are a good fit for us. So we're glad to have somebody out there on the West Coast. So the website, find your find your dealers on the. Uh, I'm assuming you have a list of dealers on the website. Mm-hmm. I do, right? Um, and uh, you also have an Instagram. People can follow you on Instagram, right? Um, and Facebook. I don't know if you if that's still around or not, but I understand it is. <laughs> it's, it's still around. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. <Okay. laughs> we we're on Facebook as well. We tell our we don't we don't even advertise that we have Facebook. It's mostly yeah, just yeah. Whatever we share to our Instagram goes to our Facebook. That's <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate the invitation, and it's been great to uh, talk about what we're doing and and uh, keep an eye out for us. Yeah, definitely, man. Oh man, yeah. It's been an honor. And uh, anybody who makes a baritone Coca Bolo acoustic is. Uh, Aces in my books. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be looking for that one. I, we'll be we'll be oh, glad to publicize that. I, I will that. be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, listeners, uh, follow Gallagher Stars on Instagram. Uh, check out their webpage. Keep in keep in contact with them. You know, keep keep watching this uh, legacy brand. Um, yeah. Thank and you. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>